Today on The Grid, our topic is, well, we don't really have a topic. It's open Q&A day, but our in-studio guest is fabulous British superstar Dave Clayton. We've got lots of giveaways today. The Kuna Man Canaham is here, the real <laughs> rocket man. We've got some very cool giveaways for some folks watching the show live. It is going to be, and I predict this, I predicted this before, but this time I'm pretty sure it's going to be a fun, fun day on the grid. And when does this merriment start with British superstar Dave Clayton? Why, it all starts in just 23.2 seconds. Let's go! Grid is brought to you by Platypod, the tripod alternative that is changing the world. Everybody has a Platypod. You should too. Go to platypod.com. Well, hey everybody! You can see uh, Scott is here, but he's not here. Scott's coming live from the home studio, all the way down the street. Hey, Scott! <laughs> hey, hey, hey! What's up? What's up? Look at that, Dave Clayton, all the way from uh, uh, where? Where is that place? Uh, Swingin' Swingden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's never been called that before. <laughs> It, oh yes it has oh we call it that well, all the time yeah when you come and visit yes so. just before we went on the air dave was telling us about the train he's going to get on here in america and we kind of warned him our train system is not like your train system oh, no. over in the uk oh yeah he said oh, i'm taking the train to orlando and we're like Good luck. You're doing what? <laughs> well, it was that or the Greyhound bus. And I know on the Greyhound bus, they smell your feet while you sleep. So, Oh, you're going to be begging for people to smell your feet when you're on the train. <laughs> I, this is a true story. So I thought, this is dumb, but I thought at some point that I would do something romantic for my wife. And that I would take her on a, a train trip. Because it sounds romantic, right? Mm -hmm. We would do a train trip. We would go up to, I forget where we were going, like Gainesville or Tallahassee or Jacksonville or something. We would have dinner there and take a train back. This is a true story. So I, I tell my wife about it and she's like, oh my God, that sounds so romantic. And I've got flowers and I got snacks for the ride and all this. It's going to be a, a fun romantic and we got a, as nice of a, a car as we could, private car as we could get. We get on the, on the train and we get seated and our the car we were in was so filthy that we went to the conductor and said can can we get off the train he said you don't have to take the train and we got off and just went to dinner <laughs> we got on the train amtrak <laughs> got on the train we were we're not on for 3 minutes and we got off i forfeited the tickets <laughs> Oh well, and that was it. <laughs> now wait a minute. Are you are you taking the the new the is it called Brightline? Are you taking the Brightline? I have no clue. No, oh. Now the Brightline is brand new. It's brand new. I just went uh, on the website. I, I don't know. I don't know. That could be. Yeah. So uh, you could go. So this is interesting. So they built Dave. You wouldn't know this because you're a foreign man from a foreign land, but they built a new high speed rail, a very nice one, from. Orlando down to numerous stops in South Florida all the way to Miami. However, it takes the exact same amount of time to drive it as it does to take the bright line. But it's it's quite expensive as well. 
It is. Uh, it takes three hours to drive from Orlando to Miami-ish, and it takes three hours on the Bright Line, and it's a high-speed train. Well, it's I'm taking still waiting for them two to hours. Explain that. Yeah. For two hours from Tampa to Orlando, and it's cost me twelve dollars. So I'm expecting high luxury, speed, twelve dollars, a full wow. buffet. I mean, you're putting your life into your own. Yeah, it does not have a full there. buffet. Wow. <laughs> I live dangerously. What can I say? When in Florida. Yeah. You're going to become a Florida man. I can't wait to hear this story. When this is done, I cannot wait to hear your story of of this trip. It is going to be epic. Read my eulogy eulogy afterwards. (laughs) Well, guys, we are here. I think you'll die, but you'll probably get very sick. Yeah, so we're here not to just talk about trains today, but about anything to do with photography, design, anything like that. We've got an open Q&A today. Uh, but before we get to that, Scott, we've got to give away some prizes and do we've it. got some announcements. So this week on the show, we're giving away a bunch of prizes. As you know, we love to do that. Uh, we're giving away your book, Scott, the How Do I Do That in Photoshop book. So we're giving that away. You can get that over on Amazon. We're also going to give away the Adobe Digital, uh, the Adobe Photoshop book for digital photographers. So we're going to give that away. You can get that over on Amazon as well. But somebody's going to win it on the show today. And we're giving away uh, a Platypod gooseneck. These are cool because you can attach them to your Platypod and then attach a light to it just like that, like you see there. Uh, so somebody's going to win uh, that as well. And then we're going to give away a copy of On One No Noise 2023. Uh, even though it's 2024, 2023.5, I know a new version might be coming out soon. Who knows? Uh, I might know. But anyways, <laughs> might might be coming out. But it's definitely awesome. This is a great uh, plug-in for removing noise and adding sharpening. Uh, something you want to add to your arsenal if you do that kind of work. And then we're going to give away a copy of Retouch For Me's Skin Tone um, app. This is a great tool. I don't know if you've seen this, Dave, but... It's a great tool for retouching your photos. It goes right inside of Photoshop. It's a plugin in all AI based, but it creates these masks inside there. Right. And they are incredible. <clears throat> it is really cool. They actually were on the show a couple months ago if you want to go back and check it out because yeah, it is nuts. amazing. I'd like to see it work on my skin. Oh, I'm telling you, it, it's, be... it's, it's impressive. It, it might, it might, it might be up to the task. We'll have to see. <laughs> um, you can, everybody can get a discount on that though. Uh, just enter that promo code Kelby120. That's K-E-L-B-Y-O-N-E-2-0 uh, at the website www.promo.retouch4.me and everybody can get 20% off. Um, and that's what we have today. So a uh, lot of prizes that you can win. V flat. Oh, we do have one more. Yeah. We got a V flat, V flat world. I can't forget about the V flat. Uh, these things are great because they fold up real nice. Right in, you can put them right in your trunk, your back seat. Uh, usually, you can't tell take these things out onto shoots because they're so big. But that's what's great about the V flats from V flat world is they fold up nice. So somebody's gonna win that. Uh, that does have to be a U.S. shipping address only. Uh, so, I mean, Dave, you can win if you can get it shipped to a U.S. shipping address here. So I'll take we'll it see. on the flight back. Yeah, there you just go. Just carry it above you my just, head. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but everybody can get a discount on that. Uh, just use the code KELBY10 uh, at checkout to get 10% off. But, hey, we got uh, the other thing, Scott, is you got a, we got a couple of announcements. Uh, you're going to be yep. uh, at Photoclave coming up, right? So we got that conference. Photoclave, I think. Yes, Photoclave. I'm going to be there uh, in just a few weeks. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm doing some 
uh, I'm doing a keynote and some sessions uh, all on travel photography, which you know is near and dear to my heart. So I'm very, very excited about that. And then after that, I'm headed to the UK, to the mm -hmm. land of Dave Clayton, yes. where the Dave Claytons roam free. And um, I will be uh, at the photography show, and uh, Dave Clayton will be there. In fact, the how I ever wound up, even the first time at the uh, at the photography show, was with the help of a one Mr. Dave Clayton. So thank you, Dave. It, it is pleasure. a wonderful show. I spoke there a number of years ago, and I'm very excited to be back. I have a discount code that you can use for 20% off your tickets. So if you're going to go, here's the code. Ready? It is SPK, as in Sam, Paul, Karen. Uh, TP, as in... TPS. Toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. And then S. Oh, it's TPS. Yeah. There we go. SPK TPS 24. So it's SPK TPS 24. Now that, that code expires on March 14th, uh, but it applies to the standard adult entry. Now, here's something that's interesting. If you are a pro, if you're a professional working pro, you can apply for free entry. So go to their site, which is uh, photographyshow.com. Just yes. it's not the it's just photographyshow.com. And if you're a pro, you can apply and go for free. But if you're if you're uh, not a full time working pro, you can still use that code for twenty percent off. SPK TPS twenty four. And that stands for Scott Pro Kelby, the photography show twenty four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it stands just, for. And just a little interesting thing that not many people know. Apart from the fact I've worked for the photography show now for this would be my ninth year, I think. Um, and when Scott came over before, he held the record for the fastest selling speaker on the super stage. Nice. <gasps> Up against uh, people like David Bailey. Mm. Um, Look at that. Pete Souza. We've had some really big names there, and Scott's session sold out the fastest. And that's why you got the P in there. Yeah. You got the Scott Pro, Pro Kelby. <laughs> so that's that's what we're bringing him back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have we have another we have another conference. We've got the iPhone yes, photography we, conference yes, coming do. up at the end of the month. Uh, this one's going to be great. Uh, all about how to master your iPhone. Um, every cor courses from landscapes to portraits to just settings. Uh, some stuff of just how to share and workflows. Uh, there's a, a plethora of instructors plethora. there. Plethora. Um, yes, I'm very excited. Um, we even have uh, Russell Brown, who yeah. he, he is like the master at this, how to do portrait photography, especially Man, with Flash. Is he good. His yeah. stuff is amazing. So he's going to be teaching a uh, class. We've got um, uh, just a, a tons Jefferson? of people. Jefferson. We've got uh, Rick Salmon. Glenn Dewis. Glenn Dewis. We've got, um, uh, I just, uh, the whole list of them. Which they, you know, we you can just go over to the website. It's at uh, KelbyOneLive.com and uh, see that and check it out. Um, so we've got that coming up. It's coming up February twenty seventh and twenty eighth. So check that over at KelbyOneLive.com. Um, and then what else do we have? Uh, Scott we got workshop. We got a workshop. Yeah, right? we got workshops. So my my uh, Budapest workshop is sold out, but. We are about to make tickets available for our ready, me and Eric Kuna, the Kuna man, the rocket man, in the island of Santorini, Greece. What? So, Wait a minute. That was what? a curveball. Because yeah, I was yeah. expecting earlier we had talked about uh, possibly going to Iceland. We found some little snags with that plan. So we switched it up. 
Ah. And it's going to be so, over yeah, May 14th through 17th. Yeah. We're going to be in Santorini, Greece. We're going to uh, tickets will be available very soon, hopefully by next week. And uh, the the last one, Budapest, sold out in 12 hours. So if you want to get a ticket to this, you know, make sure that you're on my workshop mailing list. Yeah, go and if Scott you go Cook to the workshops. bottom of the page com. there, go to the bottom of the go page. Go to the bottom of the page. You can get on the on the list. Sign up list. Uh, it's way to, down there. There yeah. it is, the advance notice, and you'll know before the public, so you'll get a, a, a direct link to the sign-up thing without the public even getting a chance. Uh, and then, then it will open it to the public after that if there's any spots left. But it's going to be great. There's, it is such an amazing place, Santorini. Uh, I got to go there one time already, and all I've wanted to do is go back since I've been there. Uh, it's almost like they said, let's make an island for photographers. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's, but that's you know the going. other we thing got a, we have a great hotel, great great hotel. But you know another thing, Scott, that I think people don't know about your workshops, and this is the thing that just separates it from everybody else is it is a workshop. It is an experience where you are going not only to experience this great culture and take these great pictures, but we are working and and figuring out and mastering how to really take amazing travel photography pictures, yeah. and you come away. <laughs> with not only that experience but with the work to show it yeah and that's what a lot of times you know i know scott and i talked about that when we you know create oh, workshops yeah. is like we don't want people to just be like a like most workshops i don't call them workshops they're photo tours yeah i'm going to take you around i'm going to shoot alongside you and we're just going to go to cool places where this is more like we're not shooting we're helping people get the shots we're yeah. helping people and yeah. but not only getting the shots but then doing the thing that we do best and that is the photoshop and the lightroom stuff and all yeah. the design yeah. stuff yeah and the composition the location mm -hmm. i mean the cool the cool angles to get that you know like i'm sure scott's when he's been out and shot somewhere there's 30 other people all taking the same photo so it's like teaching people to look at it from a different angle oh, yeah. i'm not even a photographer and whenever i see these um workshops mm -hmm. i think i want to go on one just because it looks like it'd be so much fun um but i i oh, they're, they're a blast i, I op operate a camera like uh like it's an amtrak train no 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 way <laughs> yeah no no you'd be amazed i mean that's what like um last year so i do a milky way workshop yeah. as well so um and which which mine mine took six days to sell out not not what was yours 12 hours you said scott yeah. 12 hours that's that's a record right there that's that's something that we need to get a little p in his uh promo thing <laughs> for but you know uh last year we, on our milky way workshop we had a participant that was 83 years old and the excitement that he had to like well not only that just never seen really the milky way yeah. as clearly being able to talk about but he was the most enthusiastic just just he just the energy that he yeah. brought to the thing, but it was just that being able to experience that even at 83 uh, and do that. And that's where um, it's an amazing thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. So anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. It's just, you've got to put in that effort and go out and do it. And yeah. I'm sure you could do it too. I'm sure I could. You've got to invest in yourself. I say this about events and everything is don't look at it as it costs this much. It's just think of it as how much do I want to invest in me becoming a better photographer? And yep. have a have an experience that I can talk about and come away with photos that I'd be proud of that I wouldn't have got if I didn't have first class people on hand to help me. And then from what I've seen from what Scott said is the attendees will help each other as well. And because oh, yeah. it's only twelve people, it makes it It's very uh, intimate. Yeah, yeah, very intimate. Very intimate with Scott. 
cool. it's intimate. Yes. <laughs> no, naughty. But, really when is. Dave says it, I don't know why it sounds naughty, but yeah. uh, no, it's it's we have a wonderful time. We have uh, we have great food. We have great fun. We learn a lot, and we come home with amazing pictures. So it's the whole thing. It's it's a great experience, and uh, and we work. It's uh, Eric said it. It's 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 uh, it's not a photo tour. It's a workshop. We work you. Everybody's exhausted when they come home, but you know it's 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 a great it's a great time. It really is. Everybody has a lovely time, and we make new friends, and it's just it's great. I I can't wait for this. The most fun thing I get to do all year. And oh, yeah. Santorini, I've been wanting to go back there ever since the last time I was there. I'm like, I just want to come here and spend some time, and it's it's going to be great. And we're also going to, the in the plans are to visit another nearby island as well. So we'll be doing both. So we're not just Santorini. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Psyched. We got a great hotel. We got a great classroom. Uh, we're all set up. We're just, we just got to get there. It's May. Yeah. So make sure you get on that uh, that list. Yeah. Get notified. All right. So, hey, can I? Uh, yeah. Are we on to topics? Because I have a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a question. All right. My question is for is for Nikon and Canon and Sony. So, OM Systems beat you again. <laughs> OM Systems uh, released a camera yesterday with a built-in neutral density gradient filter. Built-in. Yeah. You know what, Look. Scott? What's interesting? <laughs> My new phone has a built-in neutral density gradient filter. Would you believe that? Really? Yeah. My new Samsung phone has a neutral density gradient filter. Is so where are you, Apple? Where are you, Apple? Come on. I love the Apple. But honestly, we're, keep up with it. Keep up with it. They all, both got titanium, yeah. but that's all they got is titanium. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Give me the neutral right, density filter. So long filter. story short, how is it that these, you know, I don't, I, I, Apple I'm with keeps you. innovating, right? Apple does in-camera long they exposures do. and yes, all the different yes. stuff and all. And... And Nikon and Canon and Sony are like, it's six more megapixels. It shoots more frames per second. Like, oh, God, please put something in there useful. We need an ND. We need a new. We actually need. Here's the thing. The neutral density gradient filter is the filter we actually need the last, the least. I don't even use them anymore. No, no. Uh, it, it's that is something that's actually better. Most things are better on camera except for neutral density gradients. It's actually better to do it in Lightroom or in camera raw than it is to do it in real life because of the fact that, uh, oh, I don't, I'm not gonna go into it. I've talked about it many times on the grid and I've, I've shown why. In fact, we had a topic, didn't we, what, that Eric, that we did yeah, like we talked the about most filters. useless filters and yeah. ND it gradient. Was, it's a great, a, a neutral density filter is a must, right? That, yeah, I mean, for must. us, I mean, that's a must. <clears throat> and I do like the computational neutral density filter because the computational, and I have been using it for years on iPhone, but it takes that third party app like even longer or something like that to do that yeah. feature. But uh, it's just cool to see people like, like uh, you know, the OM systems or, you know, you've got the, the Samsung and the, starting to catch up with the times of going, like, everybody wants this, so let's put it in the phone. Because all it's doing is doing the same averaging you could do inside of Photoshop. Yeah. So you could do the math inside of Photoshop if you took thousands of pictures and averaged together the neutral density, you could do that in Photoshop. I mean, if you want to do it, but these cameras are doing it in camera. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. 
hey, can you go one up on Eric? I need to clean my 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 camera thing. I'm, my my camera looks fuzzy. <laughs> it is. So, it like, is. It's fu- it's yeah, uh, got it's, some fuzz on it. Yeah, it's like I'm. I have a cleaning cloth here. I keep right here at my rig here. Let's see. Is that better? Let's see, is that better? Yes, that's better. No, yeah, yeah. Well, it, is, is, it, it better? is better. It is better. It's yeah. better. Also, it, I don't like my color tone. It's it's. I got this light here. Yeah. Well, you're having a problem too with uh, your exposure control, right? <laughs> so you got the exposure control because you got the window back there. But yeah, I got okay. all kinds of bad stuff, but I, okay. I don't like this color. Yeah, you got to change the temperature. Yeah, I'm gonna change the temperature. I got temperature control. Well, you know right what? Here. We got to take a break. We'll no, come I want to back for a camera. break. I want to do it while okay. I'm on camera. <laughs> You're messing up my groove right, here. But hey, when we come back from this break, and once he adjusts his camera, we're going to be answering is your that question. Uh, I come can't on. see you. I, I better? can't see you. Um, they, they switched. Oh, hey. show oh, me oh, now. There you go. Yeah, my that's better. better. That's better. Yeah. But you guys are like nice it's and red. Still, it's still a, a little bit too um, a little bit too punchy. You know, it's kind of drowning Correct. out. All I can do... All I can do on this thing is either warm or cool. Okay. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't have ad red. Yeah. You know? I would just well, rely on your personality at you this know, point. You know what? I like that you can just pick it up. You know, just move it around, <laughs> shoot it yeah, different directions. That makes the lighting so much better when you move it around while you're talking. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's, it's, it's movable. Like wild card. It's mobile lighting. Wild card. All right, so when we come back, like I was saying, when we come back, we're going to be answering your questions. So make sure you ask your questions. Anything you want to know about photography, Photoshop, design, design, whatever. Uh, We'll talk about that. We'll actually also be talking about why Dave's in town. Yeah. Not just to take a train. Because I want to ride the Amtrak. I'm Kelly Jones for Kelly One. I'm a certified underwater photography instructor. We're here on location in San Pedro, Belize. We're at Chuck and Robbie's Dive Shop. Yesterday, they took us to Mermaid's Lair, a beautiful dive site. We got some great photographs. Got some great sharks as soon as we got in the water. We got some horse-side jacks that I love. All times of different animals to see. Have you ever wanted to be an underwater photographer? Have you ever wanted to get in the water and capture all that beautiful marine life? and lives under the sea that most people never see, here's your chance to learn how to do it. So we're gonna get you in the water. We're gonna show you some compositional techniques. We're gonna show you lights, when to use lights, when not to use lights. We're gonna teach what cameras to use, some underwater photography rules to break. We're gonna have a great time. You will be an underwater photographer when you finish this class. And what's the whole objective of being an underwater photographer? To impress your friends, of course. I worked hard putting this class together for you. Let's go do it. So come join me for my latest class on tellme1.com.
Karen Hutton. Join me for my new class, How to Make the Most Out of a Travel Location. We cover landscapes, historic towns, and everything in between. I'm gonna show you how to get those big epic mountainscape shots, how to carve them up into wonderful bits, how to do macro, how to do intimate shots. I'm gonna show you how to capture the essence of a little town anywhere in the world and the people who live there. Come join me for the adventure on my latest class at kelbyone.com. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by Canon. Time to go back on the line. All right, we are hey. back in uh, Wisconsin, sort of remoting in from the home studios. So we've got a, a um, Ask Us Anything kind of episode here. We've got Dave in the studio. Dave's here. Uh, so you're filming a Kelby One class. Right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, uh, so tell us a little bit about that class. So I'm doing a class called The Ultimate Typography. Where's the camera there? Doing uh, The Ultimate Typography for Photography course. So it was basically, um, I, I covered some of it in Photoshop World last year, but there was more I wanted to teach. And it's just really about how to take images that maybe you don't know what to do with, that might be what I call the stragglers. You do, you do a photo shoot that you pick your top five, but you've got 50 on a hard drive. It's like use them and add some typography to it and try different mm -hmm. little tips and tricks. It's kind of like a down and dirty, but it's to enhance photographs rather than it be a graphic design class. Right. So it's kind of fire up Photoshop, be brave, show you where to get some cool typefaces from, buy mm -hmm. fonts, little tips and tricks to do with them. And cool. Yeah. So we're well, that's a very important class to, for us photographers because, you know, photographers, one thing I, I know about <clears> us, we can be very good a lot of times at like composition, yeah. and framing and all that stuff. But it comes to design. We kind of fall apart a little bit. Yeah, we might fall apart a little bit. Not all, not all of us, but most of us will kind of like go. Well, uh, I'll just you know, uh, Times New Roman. Yeah, it's just there. Or yeah, courier. I just you know, Comic use sense. It. And then I'm never gonna do any kerning or letting. No, I'm no. Just gonna, you know, like and whatever the default is, I'm yeah. gonna use it. You know. So yeah, I, I so I show you a bunch of that stuff. How to manipulate type. How to find uh, cool fonts. How to do clip clip images with fonts and. Um, yeah, it was just really trying to throw in as much as I've ever done because as a designer, I'm relying on decent photographs to come. And I think Photoshop World well, the year before, I did a class called Shoot Like a Shoot Like a Designer, and it was mm -hmm. basically a class teaching photographers how to think like a designer when they shoot, like provide negative yeah, space, like, give me negative space, stuff, give me yeah. composition, give yeah. me space to the left and the right. Yeah. If it's going to be in a magazine, I want text because yeah. it's, it gets you more work. No, it is true. I mean, I will intentionally shoot a lot of times for magazine color yeah. layouts because I know that's what will get picked up. Yeah. You know? and, and I don't want to use generative fill or yeah. generative expand. I want, I want the photograph. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get it, by all means, crop it in, but give, <laughs> give a designer the, the bigger picture because mm, we'll decide yeah. we've got more space to do it. I don't want to be expanding it falsely. I want, want the yeah. original image. So give a little bit more breathing exactly, room. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not going to cost you anything. It's a digital file. So yeah. while you're there, take the extra hey, shots. Hey, did you hear today's today's generative fill controversy? No. Uh oh wah, wah. So, so apparently, now, uh, I, haven't, I have not seen the photo, but apparently uh, a, a, uh, a PM in the uh, Australian government, they were running some kind of a news article on her, a news, an actual news station. And... I guess they needed to fill the area in the story with a larger shot. 
And so they did. They used generative expand and they pulled down the, the image and, the, and uh, generative fill filled in. Well, I guess what it filmed in was a, uh, a sexier version of her. <laughs> like it, it showed like a bare midriff or something. Uh, and, uh -oh. and so when they turned in the article, they go, here's the photo. And it was kind of a, I wouldn't call it racy, but a, I guess a sexier version of the prime minister or a, mem a member of parliament. Yeah. Prime minister. She's MP, not a PM. Uh, but she's a member of the Australian parliament. And, uh, and so Adobe had to come out and comment on it uh, because uh, the mm. news station tried to say, oh, well, it was an automated thing. We really didn't have any control over it. And all Adobe came back and said, oh, oh yeah, you yeah, did. You did. <laughs> in fact, you had you to, have to agree it. it. Yeah. You had to agree to that in you the had, beginning. You had to see it and you had to agree to do it and, and you know, and all and this. We but anyway, multiple that was options. A, so you maybe yeah. didn't pick the sexier well, version option. There was even another one. I won't name the company, um, but they had to do a press release because they created a whole series of um, advertisements for their products and the image that they used had been was gen ai image mm -hmm. so the, the design community came out and said come on you're a tool for designers and you've not even hired a photographer or a designer to come up with this you've used ai mm -hmm. and they came back yeah, and said we already yeah, spilled the beans yeah. on that yeah, one yeah, oh, yeah, i missed yeah. i missed that episode yeah did you yeah, say it who was it was then? Oh, yeah, it was Wacom. Yeah, it was Wacom. Yeah, it was. But, you know, yeah, in their got, defense, they got, right, yeah. they went to a third-party company, right, and the company said, no, this image wasn't generated, and then they had to come back and say, oh, well, yeah. yeah, I guess it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. It's, yeah. Just, it's just a weird time we're living in, but at the same time, when we're talking about this stuff, the stuff that generative AI is doing is stuff you could do in Photoshop before. I mean, yeah. before generative AI, you could replace with a sexier version yeah. you could, it just took longer it didn't take seven seconds and then they returns three results well I'll, I'll give you a spin of my my view on on the ai thing as a designer and i've yet to know kind of ethically where this stands because how i can how i sometimes use ai is if i've got to come up with a project or an idea like say somebody says i want a particular image and i want this to be in this location doing this thing I know I, I can go into stock and I can find a bunch of images and composite it, but I can actually run the prompt through a generative AI and it will come back with a result of an image. Now, who owns that image? I don't know, mm -hmm. but I then use that as a source of, oh, okay, so if I went and got you know, a fox and a bear and I've got some woods, I, I let the gen AI create ideas for me, then I would go and rep make my own version of it mm but it's giving me the ideas. So <laughs> that's an interesting, that's an interesting way to think about it. Um, yeah. Oh, but Dave, so here's, what's interesting that, that generated image. And, and, and a lot of people are, 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 you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, but there's a lot of confusion around this. Mm -hmm. When AI generates that picture, it's not somebody else's picture. Yeah. It's, no, it's yes. generated on the fly. Yeah. From so that picture doesn't pixels. belong to anybody. Yeah. It doesn't even exist. It's kind of it doing what at, you do. I know what a giraffe looks like from looking at a thousand mm -hmm. giraffes, and I'm going to create a composite giraffe. Yeah. So if I then go off and find individual elements and, and basically remake that image with my own components of my own skill, have I copied some 
have I copied someone else's work? Well, that's what we do. No, it's yeah, no one that's else's. What we yeah, do. Like, that's what robot. humans do. Like, I, all they've done is teach a machine to do what humans do. Yeah. In that we, yeah. we iterate or we remix other people's stuff. Yeah. You know? So you've seen over your lifetime all these different designs and all these different elements. And you can bring it in. Yeah. AI is doing the same thing. I'm influenced I mean, by it. It's, and, and then now you're just using it in the reverse. We're using AI to influence your design. Yeah. So especially yeah. like, you know, if he's doing an album cover or something, I remember someone said, well, I told them this. They said, oh, no, but every time Adobe generates an image, they store that image because they want to see how we're using it. And so if you went and copied it, they would say that you're copying the work that they generated for you. I said, well, they can't do that because it's, am I copying someone else? It's, it's, it, as, well, that's the, that's, I'm just using that's the gray I, area, yeah. you know, when you started getting in copyright and then you start getting in the, like, what, at what line are you crossing to where you're infringing on somebody else's yeah. art? And because it's brand new pixels, I'm just like, well, it's a really yeah. good tool. It's a good, it's a good way of just trying to ideate something. If you want to just see, I wonder what that looks like, because there the prompt go. thing is like explaining to someone that really weird dream you have. Yeah, and then every AI image that came out was some a, a gorilla on a purple horse on the moon, <laughs> spinning a basketball on its finger because it's like, yeah, I had this really crazy dream. That's what all the original images were like. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know what's crazy about this, Dave, is like if you see an image that you like, <coughs> and you and you don't save it, it'll never it'll never mm. generate that same image again. No, yeah, like it's a one off. So that's a, that's a weird thing about this whole thing. Um, like you, you, you say, all right, let's try, you know, every time you hit generate, it makes three new images. Yeah. Uh, if you don't save that image, you, you d delete that layer and start again. And you go, I really like that one from earlier. <laughs> it's gone. Uh Oh, it's gone. Well, Hey, I mean, we you got... can hit undo to a certain number of extent, but if you close that document and, and type in the exact same thing, so giraffe inside yeah. a parking lot, a Walmart parking lot and all. You'll never get the same giraffe, and you'll never get the same Walmart or the same parking lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, hey, uh, we got questions coming in. Yes. And we got one for Dave here. And uh, will Dave talk about the new default Office 365 font that Microsoft is introducing? Well, that's that's a really funny question because I didn't know about this, and yesterday I was—I can't remember. I was somewhere yesterday. Was it? in the hotel somebody was talking about it and i heard them say about the new default font in mm -hmm. microsoft 365 has changed because i know in photoshop if you don't change it it's myriad yeah. or it used to be times new roman um at the end of the day it's, it doesn't really matter because you can change it in a click um but they're just going to give they're just going to give like a general average of people a reasonably good like calibri was yeah. in word um if it's doing a job, I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad font. It's only if they start using awful fonts. But I need to have a look at it because I don't really use yeah the name of three six five that much. Ap Aptos. Ap yeah. Aptos. But I don't know what it looks like yet. Yeah. But I, I can know. imagine I, it's probably quite a box I mean, standard. You know, it is it is a standard. I mean, yeah. It kind of looks like it's replacing the. It's it's kind of like when you go from like uh, one to the other, and it's not like a big difference. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. probably like another version of Leto or something. Exactly. Kind of friendlier Helvetica is yeah. what they usually they usually choose a friendlier looking version of Myriad or something. Because that's what Myriad is. Myriad is a you know friendlier, more casual version of you know you might say uh, of Helvetica. 
Everything is a version of Helvetica. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't have serifs. It's a friendlier version of Helvetica. My there favorite is Futura. Futura. That's my go-to Futura. Yeah. Classic. I love Futura. I so, especially love Futura Light. I love Futura Bold. So is that oh, your favorite? Oh, I like favorite Extra font? Bold. Is you put those favorite? two together, your and they're favorite, really like, lovely. General font. Yeah, I would say. If I'm doing any kind of design work, I, I, like, I like that mid-century kind of classic old-school look, and Futura just fits the bill. So I, I tend to start with that and then work around it. Helvetica's good, but I, I do like Futura. There you go. Well, you know, we've only answered one question, yes. and we're like 43 minutes know, into right? this podcast. <laughs> we, at some point, we should take a second question. I just feel like it. We should, and uh, we've got a question here from Graham, and this one probably... Uh, uh, well, it'd be something that I think Scott, maybe you address, and I could I could address too. But um, uh, on sky replacements, uh, do you import raw or JPEG images? It won't take raw. You have to do JPEG. It won't take raw. I don't. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't think it takes raw. It will. Take I don't. Raw. Me, I'll I'll try it. I got it right here. I have. I, I've, I've, I've 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 imported raws before, but I'm more like oh, okay. I want the Does process. Yeah, I, 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 I like the JPEG. process JPEGs Thanks. because the raw is a raw yeah. file. I was gonna say, why would like, you use you know, the raw? So what I'll do is I'll edit I, my I raw. I probably did not do raw, but I'm 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 looking. I think I tried here. it the other day. We're gonna try it. Yeah, we're gonna try now, it. I could be wrong in that it takes a DNG. It will take a DNG. Maybe not a, a raw. Oh, that could, okay. that could be. Here we go. Let me yes, just. I'm trying it right now. Give me one second. Because I think I, I have a lot of files converted <clears throat> to DNG for noise. Let's import a. Let me import an image. Hold on. You would think if you've let's got a go file up. format that's a highly raw used, image. allow it to be used. It's like HEIC on the iPhone. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure. Because I'm pretty sure. Because some of my sky replacements that are night sky replacements. I have converted to DNGs because I've done noise reduction on them, and I'm pretty sure that. Well, let's see here. I can I can see right here. Hold on. Yeah, it looks like it'll take it. Did it do it? But I guess you've got you've then got to do yeah, it editing took a on it the took, sky. I wouldn't do it wrong. I would I, I, I think that's what we come down to. Is you can do it. Yeah. But it does it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. Because the <laughs> the reason being is you're basically importing. Oh, look at yeah, then another on my screen. I'm working on the. I, I want a good sky. I want a sky that's <laughs> processed. So, now um, I I guess if you were starting, you now you could make the case. I guess Eric, if you were starting with a raw image and you hadn't done anything to it, yes, and you wanted to replace the sky from the very beginning and then tone the whole image separately, I guess you could do it. I don't do it. I, yeah, I, I mean, because I'm usually toning the image and then being like, oh, I got to replace the sky. Yeah. So I want a sky replacement that's already been toned to kind of my look as well. I don't know. Yeah. So I have a whole folder. I have many, many folders full of clouds and they're all in JPEG and they're all ready to go. And they've already been kind of they already look kind of good. So uh, so to answer your question, I use JPEG. I didn't even know it supported raw. But I probably wouldn't use the raw anyway. I, I would want to bring in my final, you know, ready to go. Images. Yeah, and that would be my answer too. Is I always just I I import the JPEGs after I process them to. I, I have like a standard look that I have from my yeah. photos, and I kind of process my skies the same way. Do you have to color correct yep. afterwards anyway, as well? Yeah, well, you, well, that's it what's does. nice about uh, sky replacement is it allows you to um, like even change the color temperature of your sky right, in the panel, okay. yeah. and then actually also apply color correction to the foreground 
based on this guy. Yeah. So it's really cool that you can do all that stuff. So as long as you have a general toning to your image, I think you're fine. You don't need to like, you don't need the high resolution or like, and really I'm putting in high resolution JPEGs yeah. and that's totally fine. As long as I'm not going to do like major processing. So anyways, all right. Well, Jason's going to cry if we don't take a break. So <laughs> we've got to take a break. Wow. He's bullying him. So we'll be right back after this break. Oh God! Is that Dobson on the jib? Dobson what on happened? the jib! Oh my God! We lost. <laughs> oh, it's Dobson! Lost. Imagine what your life would be like if everything in your Lightroom world was organized, like you knew where your photos were. All your photos were together. Everything is right where you want it. And it's easy to find everything. And Lightroom's running really fast and everything is just awesome. Imagine what that would be like. There are people every day, just like you, who are living that life because they've implemented the Slim System. The Slim System is something I invented a number of years ago. It's used by photographers all over the world. And what it is, is my simplified Lightroom image management system slim and let me tell you it can change everything for you using lightroom can be a joy right and it, the more messed up your lightroom life is the better this system will make your life and it's easy it's really easy i lay it all out for you in this brand new course and it takes you from the very beginning we're going to talk about you're going to be fully backed up all your photos are going to be in one place maybe for the first time in your life and you're gonna be able to find your images, get to them quickly. It's everything that you ever dreamed that Lightroom was gonna to bring to you, and I'm gonna show you exactly, step-by-step, step, how to do it all. You're gonna love it, it's gonna change everything for you, so come and check out my new course. It's the Slim System, and it's only found here exclusively at Kelby One. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by Platypod, the world's most compact tripod base. Left, maybe one. 
All right, we are back. We're back, and we're answering your questions. And here we got a couple questions uh, starting right here. So Marcy and Cindy are asking about the iPhone conference, saying, "Is it iPhone only, or will Android users get info from this conference?" It really is designed for somebody who has an iPhone. Um, the the one problem, it's kind of like uh, there is some commonalities between it. Eighty percent, ninety percent of the information, yeah, is totally relevant. But where you're going to get frustrated is in interfaces and apps. Uh, you know, the nice part on the I, I have both. I use both. The nice part about Apple, I will say in general, is their stuff is standardized across everything. Yeah. Where, you know, a Google Pixel versus a Samsung, totally different buttons, totally different layout. You're going to get just frustrated if I showed you on one or the other. Yeah. So from the photography side, it's photography. It's the same as, shall I go, shall I watch this conference on photography? Because I've got a Canon. Yeah. It's I mean, like 80%, the fun, fundamental stuff does not change, no. but the interface stuff does. And it really does dramatically on the phones. Yeah. It really does dramatically. So it really is designed for somebody who, you know, has an iPhone. And what's great about it is if you have an iPhone the last, you know, basically a while ago, you're going to be able to get a lot out of it. So. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so Brian's asking, uh, he's in Germany. And he doesn't speak a lot of German. Uh, and it's, uh, it's basically asking, I don't have a big Instagram or Facebook following. Where, where's a good place to have my photos critiqued in English? I mean, I, I guess besides like, I mean, you can submit them to the grid. You know, that's course, one place yeah. you can do it. But what would you say, Scott, is a good place to get your photos critiqued? Um, you know, there are, there are people that actually charge money and do critiques. Like you can charge, they can charge and you pay and et cetera. They're, that's out there, uh, and you can find those on the web. And they're, you know, if you search in Google US, that's all you'll find is people that speak English that do it. Um, but yeah, there's there's ones that will they will they're literally uh, a pay for play. They'll say, you know, hey, a portfolio review is 150 bucks, and it's yeah. a 30 minute review or whatever. And so there's a number of those. You just have to search for them on Google, and 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 there's people that'll do them. And, and uh, I'll. I'll plug another thing, Scott, right? So Scott yeah. did a cool course in our um, Photographer's Fast Track, yeah. which was how to critique your own work. And that's a great starting point, right? So, because the one thing is, I understand a lot of times you do want other people to look at your work, but one of the things that we as photographers can do is learn how to, f how to actually critique our own work. Yeah. And Scott's class in our Fast Track, uh, which everybody can go sign up for. In fact, I think that promo that we were talking about last week is still good. It's uh, that website, kel.by forward slash offer. Mm. And you can get in there, take that fast track. And one of the courses in there is how to all, how to basically self-critique. Because I would, I would say to start there, because then if you get to the point where you can see all those things that we're seeing on the grid, then when you go to pay somebody to critique your work, at least you've taken that kind of next step with it. Yeah, because even when I watch those episodes, it's interesting that even I see stuff and I'm not the photographer, mm -hmm. but I kind of know what Scott's going to say. I know what you're going to say and you can look at it and it's very much that, is it a photograph or is it a snap? Does it like when Scott will say that looks like you took it on your phone, you were literally walking snapshot, through. Yeah. Yeah. Snapshot. And it's that, it's that thing of who's telling you, um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't mean this to sound bad, but I think there's a lot of people who do things that are being told by people who, who aren't qualified. Oh, you're like Auntie Doris will tell you you're the most awesome photographer in the world because you took a picture of her cat. 
But if you let that become your best work, you'll never learn. You won't know how to critic. You won't know what a good photograph is. So I think it's quite good. My favourite ones are the ones... Like if you come, if it comes on, you go. That's an amazing photograph. Great. I like the ones where you pick it apart and go. Well, it because, yeah. you know, you should have got lower. You should have got higher. You've too much of this in the foreground. But you should be able to see that yourself. Yeah, I think learning that. Uh, another place uh, that Jerry pointed out, which is is he's spot on. Uh, we have a whole thread in the Kelpie One community that is all about critiques. And yeah. it's a great thread because people will get in there and actually and what it is, is people that are looking for other members to say, hey, just give me your honest feedback. Yeah. And those and then the progression and what's great is I'll see those threads and then the person will take the advice, come back and say, hey, what about this? And it's improved. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And so I'm all about that improvement. All right. So uh, Philip's asking a question. Um, could you give an overview of the editing process you recommend? That is. Denoise, Lightroom, Photoshop, Sharpen AI. What is the best sequence? I think there's a lot of dis- a lot of confusion on the order of operations mm. at which you edit. I have my way, and I know Scott has his way, and I think our ways are very similar. Uh, but what, yeah. is, what is your way, Scott? If there if there's noise, and it's got to be pretty visible noise for me to even mess with it, uh, it would have to be really distracting noise. Then I will denoise first. I do all of my edits, and at the very end, I sharpen. And that's a pretty easy thing. It's just the the one thing I would say is that the the noise thing is not very often a part of my workflow. Uh, I have to be doing like night photography or really low light photography uh, with a lot of noise, so I'm not on a on like uh, on a tripod. So, like for example. Uh, Mr. Kuhn and I did a workshop in New York last year. We're shooting through a glass window, you know, hand holding at night, yeah. you know, scenes of New York. And, you know, when you get the exposure where you want it, uh, yeah, it is, um, it's uh, uh, noisy. Yeah, I think but we were at like 25,000, right? Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but that was 000. the only ones that I used the entire trip. Like, I, when I <clears> use <throat> noise reduction, I do it at the very beginning. But I would say, to simplify it, my workflow is this. I edit my photo, and then at the end, I sharpen it. I mean, I know that sounds simple, but, you know, that's that's the order. But if it's noisy, then I add in one step. Noise first, then edit, then sharpen. And it's always I, sharpen last. I'm the same way, and it's the same, same conditions that Scott's talking about. I tend to go with the first workflow more because I shoot more Milky Way night photography. So I'm running my ISO up. So I'm wanting to remove that noise. So I do that at the raw level and then give me back a raw and then start processing. But most of the time when I'm shooting and there isn't noise, I'm just editing in Lightroom because Lightroom is non-destructive. I'm letting that. And if I need to noise reduce, there is the new noise reduction right right inside of Lightroom that is really pretty good for that general noise, like that ISO 800, ISO 1000 kind of noise. It's almost like yeah. it's harder to take a bad photo now. It is. It's, it is much harder. But it, and the workflow has become simpler again. No, but it is. Denoise up first if it is egregious. If not, edit. Then, uh, and then sharpening at the end. Yeah. That's it. Easy. That's Easy it. Easy peasy. All right. Uh, Dean's got a question here. Um, uh, I hear you say from time to time, removing objects from a photo will not uh, is not allowed in certain situations. In what situations and how will they know if it's uh, not allowed to delete I- items in the photo? 
Uh, I well, think, that's that's certain photo competition. Yes, and I think that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about, like removing and stuff. Journalistic. Yeah. So if you're shooting for a newspaper, you're not allowed to remove anything. Like if you're shooting for a newspaper, you're you're supposed to show what the scene was really like. You're not removing anything. But there will be photo competitions where uh, they they ask you disclose what you did in Photoshop. Did you use Photoshop? And if you did, what did you do? And I just had to recently do this in a competition. I did, and I told them what I did. I just I tell them, you know, they they're not like. Oh, nobody uses Photoshop. Everybody uses Photoshop. They just want to let you know what you did. So if you were to say, I added that that flock of birds uh, up in the sky, you know, that will weigh against whether, you know what I mean? It's if you add incredible things that weren't there, you know, if you have a, you know, an empty sunset, you know, and you add a pirate ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, wow, you captured an amazing moment. <laughs> nope, you just dropped one in. Now, could we have done that before generative fill and all that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You go to Adobe Stock, you find a pirate ship, you hit select subject, you copy and paste it in, and then you match the color. It's like, yeah, it's it's a done deal. Uh, so it, we could do that before. It's not something new and scary, but it is something that they will ask you to disclose now you can lie about it yes so there's you an ethical cheat, quandary here yeah you yeah but i i, th- I don't i don't think you should i don't think it's don't good think it's bad either. karma i don't yeah. think you're gonna lie and, and win a lot in life i think no. you gotta just just tell the truth and you i know, know. what's just, hard scott is you thing. see you see how many photo competitions i think where people are getting kind of jaded to that is they're seeing so many photo competitions where but see this is the thing it usually comes out in the end, yeah, and we're seeing oh, so yeah, many photo con- catch, yeah. competitions where you know that animal can't even be there, or and then it wins this right, big yeah, award, yeah, it's and it's even, like, well, wait a minute, like it's yeah. like giraffes in Sweden, yeah, you can't do that, or or one in my space, it was like that Milky Way is not even real, like the this constellation oh, is yeah, over here, and National Geographic's like. Oops, and then the person's like, "Oops, I had an intern do it." Yeah, it's I remember like, that. Come on. You know what my problem like, is? Come on. My problem is this: I'm entering a, a an image from two years ago, and I can't remember exactly what the hell <laughs> that I does did. Happen. That does I'm happen. like, did I remove something? Was there something there? Like I don't remember. You know, sometimes I just don't remember, uh, and it's not that I'm trying to conceal it. Uh, I, I'm just trying to remember. Like, did I did I remove something? Were there more people in this photo when I removed them? Yeah, but you now it's but like Scott. I have to go back and find the raw photo and compare it because I just I don't remember, or I don't even I just don't remember that I did it at all. Like I see the photo, I don't remember what I did to it. I'm like, oh, I sharpened it and whatever. You know, I could send it in and then you know, you know, realize later, oh crap, I, you know, there was three people in this photo and the one I sent in only has one. So it it's you know. That's one kind of mistake. Yeah, but that's because the you're so good at. That's because he's so good at Photoshop. Well he could do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, most people you'll see you'll see their Photoshop work, but you know that's what's hard is two years yeah. later when you realize I can't even tell my own Photoshop. Well, I remember, work. Um, I, won't, I won't name him because he's kind of a friend, but there was this guy that submitted this same photo over and over in his competitions, and when you look at it, you think that's a really cool shot to get obviously there's people in it and there's there's a location and it looks like it was taken on site and this guy entered photo competitions all over the world and was winning mm-hmm. awards and it was only after about three years after he, he was still submitting the same photo 
around the world that I found out it was a competition. He, yeah. he put it together. And that just felt ah. like that's, that wasn't, that felt cheating. Yeah, it didn't, you didn't feel like it was that, that much, that good of a photo anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that that's the whole thing about composites. Yeah. But but we do commercial composites for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can't be in that location or whatever. But to turn around, it, you know what it is? It all becomes murky in two situations. Number one, you're entering a contest, or number two, you're shooting for a journal for journalistic. You're passing something off as it really happened. Mm -hmm. It's news. So those those are the really only two awards that. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, we do have I to just, take a, just, we do have to take a final break. break yeah. When we come back, we'll have the uh, any uh, final questions we have, as well as uh, the prizes. We'll have to yeah, give we away some prizes. Some and, oh, look uh, at this jib! What's with the jib today? And then Dave <laughs> got to get on that. We got to send Dobson to like a jib class with Juan. Oh who, man, now it's Juan going everywhere. Look at look at what's happening. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is painful. He's going to be replaced. Hi, my name is Eddie Tapp. Please join me in my latest class at Kelby One with special guest Larry Becker, who's going to show you how to set up the gear. We have a lot of fun photographing jewelry, photographing yummy cupcakes, and a beautiful model, doing portraits and some creative work. And we just had a lot of fun with a lot of assignments using the Platypod equipment and the lighting equipment. It's just been a great day. After 50 years in the photography business, when it comes to photography, I approach each assignment trying something new in lighting, composition, and fusing old techniques with simple and innovative ones, and then reveal the final image in post. I'd like you to come and watch this super cool bicycle concept we worked on. And I'd love to have you follow me as we discover so many different ways of using light and composition, using the Platypod tools, and more to create imaginative imagery. And as an added bonus, Larry T, the inventor of Platypod, is going to show you the latest inventions. Come and join me exclusively on KellyOne.com. I am a portrait and a wedding photographer based in Valencia, Spain. I do mainly commercial and editorial photography and I retouch up to 100 photos a month. We shoot almost every day for all kinds of clients, such as commercial, beauty and fashion. And we retouch our work more often like every other day. I used to spend over one hour for one photo. If we want professional results, we must remove skin blemishes. Do micro dodge and burn. Highlight eyes, widen teeth, and even reduce wrinkles in clothes. And this can easily take me up to two hours of work for each photo. So when I saw that there's a plugin for Photoshop that helps you retouch quicker, I was eager to get my hands on it. I had many feedbacks about it, and I found a lot of positive reviews, which made me to consider buying my first plugin. One of the challenges we have at the end of a session or wedding is to achieve an addition in our photograph that looked natural. This is where retouch for me has become a game changer. I love the feature that you can pick how much effect it has on your photo and you can adjust it accordingly to your style. I saved a lot of time and always end up having 
amazing result with my work. I am extremely happy with the quality. Now, I am more efficient and have more time to spare with my family. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by B&H Photo, the professional source since 1973. I'm way. Hey, there's the jib. Oh, look, it's coming in. Maybe. It's going out. Let's see. Oh, there it is. It's Perfect. Like on, it's like Perfect. Star Trek on the bridge. Oh, and now we got Scott's playing Guitar Hour here. Dave and I were singing, uh, uh, should I stay or should I go? And we don't know. No. Because of we're, not, we're just unsure work. because it's jib work. We shouldn't yeah. know. Should we stay or should we go? We're not sure. All I right, think we should go. That jib work is, is uh, it's brutal. All right. Joseph's yeah. got a Joseph's got a comment, and he's asking anyone getting seasick uh, over Dobson's jib work. <laughs> All right, and then I got a I got a question here um, from Loretta Scott. It, Loretta's Lotta. Asking, or, Lotta, Lotta, Lotta's Lotta. asking. Um, currently using Lightroom only, but looking on, at on one uh, photo raw, what are your recommendations for the purchasing this program? Uh, purchase the latest greatest just as a plug-in. Any suggestions? Like, okay, so if you're using Lightroom, you're like, oh, I'm looking at on one photo raw. Should I use it yeah. as a plug-in? Should I switch? What would you What would you do? Well, it's kind of interesting. So, so. You could say that on, run, on One Photo Raw is designed as a replacement for Lightroom. But here's what, here's what I like about it. I already am using Lightroom. I already know how to use it. You know, I'm, I'm fine with it. However, it comes with like all the other plugins yep. built into it. Yep. Like it has no noise. It's got the sharpen. It's got the portrait. It's got the keywording. It has yeah. all the other stuff in it. So if you use it as a plugin, it's got all the stuff. It's just I don't need it to do the stuff I already do, right? I don't. I don't need it. But it's very interesting in how it has all that other stuff. So. Uh, you can use it as a replacement for Lightroom, and then it's just a, a light. It's like it does the sorting and it does the develop module stuff, but it doesn't do it like vastly, you know, different. It's very similar type of thing. It organizes your photos and it, uh, you know, it edits them right. But all the other plugins, it's very intriguing that they're all built in. So I do like that. So uh, it's. If 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 I was going to use it, I'm going to use it as a plugin. That's that's how I would use it as a plugin for Photoshop or a plugin for Lightroom. Yeah. I don't I don't need it as a standalone. So it's. Yep. That's how I use it. I don't know it if too. that helps. Yeah. But, I, I, that's yeah. how I use it too because of the same reasons yeah. I was talking about. It's where you get all kind of little bells and whistles because there are stuff that yeah. I'm like, ooh, I like that. I, I'm like, ooh, I like that. So you know, I know like us, uh, like effects. You might go over there and pop, pop over for yeah, or the sky or, replacement. Your sky replacement. You know, yeah. you just pop There's over. Sky replacement is better than Photoshop's. Yeah, they even got reflections. I prefer stuff. plugins because they just. I'm already using Photoshop or Illustrator. Yeah. I want the things to be attached to it, so I'm working in the same. It's hard. Thing. I'm, I don't just, I'm so elsewhere. in. I'm so deep into Lightroom that it would yeah. be hard to. Yeah, me too. You I'm know, so it's like deep. it's kind of the basis of of everything I do. So. But I do, I do like their plugins. All right. Well, 
I'm being told that y'all can stay, but Dave's got to go. He's got to go catch an Amtrak. I've got to finish yes. recording my yeah. class. But uh, hey, we got some winners here, right? So uh, winners for the prizes. So how do I do that in Photoshop book is going to Dan uh, Steen. And then we've got uh, Photoshop for digital photographer's book is going to uh, Bob Freschetti. Freschetti? Freschetti. Freschetti. I would say Freschetti. Like Machetti. Yeah, I would say that. And then uh, I'm on No Noise 2023 is going to Rolf Hartbrick. And then uh, Retouch for Me going to uh, Marcella. And then Platypod Goosenest are going to Diane Bandipute, I'm going to say. And then um, I'm going to have the V-flat is going to Deborah Marcello. Macaldo. 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 Yeah. Macaldo. Macaldo. Tomato. Debra. All right. Uh, so just email us over at gridprize at kelvy1.com and we'll verify information, send out your prize. Please do that by this Friday, please. If you don't, I get them. Yes. We'll send them right to Dave <laughs> over on his Amtrak. You send them to Dave. The non-photographer. All right. Well, hey. so I, I want to try yeah. something. I yeah. want to try something real quick. It'll just take 30 seconds so Davey will not miss your beautiful luxury Amtrak experience. <laughs> um, but go one up on the guys. Like, take me off camera. All right, I'm going to try something. Okay? All right. All right. Don't We're just waiting. stay We're on waiting. them for a second. Just for a second. I'm going to try something different. And while we're waiting, too, um, Dave, where can they go learn more about you? They can find me at www, because everyone has to still say that. Um, yeah. it's, it's Dave Clayton. So the, you have to put the ITS at the front. It's so it's DaveClayton.com. Dave and then it's Dave Clayton on all social media. Is that because there's another Dave Clayton That's on the world? That's because I couldn't get Dave Clayton. <laughs> Somebody stole your domain. I know. They're dead to be another Dave Clayton. Oh, so, um, Dave okay. Clayton. Yeah. Is this better? Uh, yeah. Well, I like the background yeah, on the background. other one, you know, because then we're just looking at a door. But you know, I like the lighting is what I think you're talking about. So yeah, I was trying to get something better here. It's like I don't yeah, have to do this for my house very often. There's a chair with your, your with the jeans on it. <laughs> my jeans. So that means yeah, he's not wearing jeans. pants. <laughs> Where's your pants? No, I, I, I Broadcast, even on the grid, even when I'm there with Eric, Eric will tell you, yeah, yeah. I'm new from the waist down. Always. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Look at all those guitars. Oh, there's a, there's 18 in this little room here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a disease. It is a disease. <laughs> so. It is. Wait, what if I went? Well, forget it. <laughs> Trying to get those two guitars to be the foreground. There you go. Like that. Yes. Nah, I'll work and at on this it. point, nah. at this point, Jason is crying in the control yeah. room. At this point, but uh, yeah, so there's your website over there. Yeah, uh, so check that out. Uh, it's its daveclayton.com. And if you're Dave Clayton of daveclayton.com, give Dave Clayton yeah. your domain. Come I don't on. even think he uses it. I don't even How use it. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, it's stuff All right. there. It's like <laughs> things gonna, I'm doing. Scott's gonna go get dressed. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get dressed, guys. Dave, it, I it was lovely seeing you. It was lovely seeing and, you. Uh, so close. And you're lovely. And it's so far. You're a superstar. Thank you. I I I can't wait to hear about your train trip. Yes, <laughs> I mean, we uh, need we need a remote update. Next yeah, week this on will this be one. text when you get this, so we know you're safe. <laughs> yes. 
Three rings. And I'm also anxious to see your course. I'm anxious to see that. So yes. yeah, that, that'll that'll be great. And it's yeah, something so we, please, we definitely please need. Please do a so. behind the scenes of the ten dollar train. Oh, ride. I'm gonna take video. Yes. I'm gonna take we video need and ten, post it on we need social. A $10 train live behind yeah. the scenes, yeah. I wanna see what that gets you. Cause it's obviously gonna be a step hey. up from Greyhound. Yeah. Yeah, if you're lucky, you'll get to do a stop in Lakeland, Florida, which is, you know, mm. it's a place. It's a powerhouse. Yeah. Well, it's a two-hour train house. journey for a one-hour drive. Yep. <laughs> All right. All well, right. Yeah, thanks thank for having you, me. Thank uh, you, guys, for letting me Skype in today. Yes, thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks, everybody, for all the questions. And we will see you next week here on The Grid. Yeah, I'll be watching from Swindon. Yeah, we'll get the Dave Swindon. Clayton update. Swindon, baby. Swindon, baby. It's sweet.